In this episode, it's part two of my favorite movie scores of all time, numbers 10 through 1, this time on Frame Tracks. Welcome to part two of my favorite scores of all time. If you haven't heard part one, well, I admire your boldness. You can't be bothered with those 20 through 11 scores. You want the top 10. But there are some great scores covered in part one, so I'd recommend checking it out. Now, I've listened to and own a great deal of scores in my day, and rarely, if ever, do I sit down and organize them into a best-of list. However, I heard another podcast do it, and I realized it would be an interesting way to present some of the scores I love, many of which I've never played on other episodes. So here we are. And remember, these are my favorite scores. If your favorite doesn't show up, it doesn't mean a thing. For every score presented on this list, there are a hundred others that could be on it and ask me next week what my favorites are and it'll probably be different. Okay, let's get started. The controversial Hans Zimmer. What can we say? He's one of the most popular composers of our time, even though his work isn't always the best. As I said in the last episode, when he's bad, he's pretty bad. But when he's good, he's really, really great. And he's at his greatest when he's working with the spectacular director, Christopher Nolan. The two have worked together since 2005's Batman Begins and have created some of the greatest cinematic masterpieces of our time. From Inception, The Prestige, Dunkirk, and this film, which is number 10 on my favorite scores list. Astronauts desperately search for a new planet to colonize as Earth is riddled with natural disasters. Their only hope is a wormhole that will allow them to discover new worlds through interstellar travel. 2014's Interstellar was met with mixed reviews due mostly to a quirky ending, but for me, it didn't diminish the powerful impact of the film. The story is less about the adventures of space travel and more about the love between a father and his daughter, and the impact the two make on each other throughout their lives. The moving moments are made even better by Zimmer's haunting score. No more buildup. Here, in number 10 on my list, is Hans Zimmer's Interstellar.
my younger days, my brothers used to sneak me into theaters to see movies, sometimes even R-rated ones. My first R-rated movie was 1981's Outland with Sean Connery, and my second was 1982's Conan the Barbarian. Now, Conan may not withstand the test of time for quality, but when it was released, it was a remarkably groundbreaking film. Its gritty look, coupled with a revenge story with just the right mix of violence, sex, and blood, made it a cult hit. Since it was one of the first R-rated movies I saw in the theater, for me, being too young to appreciate the violence, my takeaway was the remarkable score, composed by Basil Polidorius. Basil produced a brutal, percussive, and symphonic score that perfectly captured the feel of John Miles' epic adventure. He would go on to score other great films like Starship Troopers and Robocop, but his best work would remain for me the epic adventure score to Conan, which is my number nine pick for favorite scores of all time.
Jerry Goldsmith, as we have discussed before, was an absolute master at the art of music. His themes and orchestrations have lived on well after the films. A perfect example of this is the miniseries Masada, which first aired in April of 1981. You'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that even remembers the airing of the series, not to mention someone who has seen it recently, like I have. But Goldsmith's music doesn't need the images to tell the story. His music can stand alone in most cases. I don't remember too many lines from the four-night epic miniseries, but I could hum you almost the entire score from Masada. It holds a special place in my heart, and I've discovered it is not only one of my favorite Goldsmith scores, but one of my favorite scores of all time. Here in number eight on my list is Jerry Goldsmith's masterpiece to the 1981 television miniseries, Masada.
I bet you won't see this one coming. 1982's live-action Disney release Tron was as groundbreaking as it was a visual spectacle. The film did not do too well at the box office, and Disney had a hard time recouping its investment. However, over the years, through TV showings and VHS, the movie found its audience. And by the millennium, there were cries for a sequel. By 2010, visionary director Joseph Kaczynski finally brought that dream to life with Tron Legacy. The movie was once again met with moderate success, but the visuals in the film were equally as groundbreaking. However, everyone that saw the film instantly realized the standout star of the movie was its magnificent score by the French electronic duo Daft Punk. The pair had already made a name for themselves in the electronic world, but had never tackled a film score before. They worked closely with Kaczynski and orchestrator Joseph Trapanese for over two years refining the signature sound for the film. The result is one of the most unique and unexpected scores of all time. The soundtrack was instantly famous and is still a great listen any day of the week. From the remarkable de-rezzed 2010 film, here is Tron Legacy by Daft Punk.
Epic is a word used a lot to describe a film, especially a franchise. However, no franchise is more worthy of that title than Peter Jackson's The Lord of the Rings. Its massive scope of the story and the production make it an absolute feast for the eyes. Not only did Jackson turn the films out one per year, but they were fantastic and they overshadowed the Star Wars prequel trilogy happening over at Lucasfilm at the same time. As for the music, Wikipedia puts it nicely by saying, the scores are often considered to represent one of the greatest achievements in the history of film music. In terms of length of the score, the size of the stage forces, the unusual instrumentation, the featured soloists, the multitude of musical styles, and the number of reoccurring musical themes used, end quote. Composer Howard Shore spent over five years producing over 13 hours of music for the trilogy. Released in multiple formats over the years, including an expanded 5.1 surround version, the scores are considered to be a must-have for lovers of film music. And it's clear to see why. It was a fantastic achievement in the history of movies and movie music, which may never be achieved again. In the number six slot on my list, here are selections from The Lord of the Rings by Howard Shore.
Rock icon turned film composer Danny Elfman was smart to hook his wagon to visionary director Tim Burton early in their careers with the films Pee-wee's Big Adventure and Beetlejuice. However, it was their third collaboration that would prove to be groundbreaking. No one in their right mind believed a quirky comedy director, a comedian actor, and a bizarre composer could come together and create movie magic. But that is exactly what they did with Tim Burton's Batman, released in 1989. Batman ushered in a new era of superhero movies and paved the way for the grittier, less campy hero films that followed. The score remains to this day as one of the most iconic scores of all time. Coming in at number five, here is Danny Elfman's epic score to Tim Burton's Batman.
Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, things kind of got out of control when I was making this list and uh, they got kind of long. So I'm ending part two here and now I'm going to make a part three. So keep a lookout for part three. It'll have the top four songs of my favorite top 20 scores of all time. Thank you.